Hello there. It's Graham Norton here. Thank you for listening to my Virgin Radio podcast with Waitrose. As you probably heard on Saturday, Tom Allen was in the chair for me and spoke to the marvellous Beverly Knight about her new musical, The Drifter's Girl. And also, it was the return of Guess the Guest. Let's see if he had a winner. Guess. Yeah. Uh, the, um... Guest. Yes, we're playing Guess the Guest, everybody's favourite game here on Virgin Radio. If you don't know how to play it, then I'm sorry. I don't know if I can be bothered to explain it again. Oh, no, all right, I will. Basically, we played a clip from Graham Norton's television show and you had to guess who you thought the guest was. And we have had some some people calling in already. They're all playing for the Graham Norton with Waitrose gift box, uh, which does not contain Graham Norton himself, just to remind you. I um, will remind you now, just in case, in case you're playing at home, maybe you're in the car, probably on the way to Cornwall, as everybody who listens to this show seems to be. We'll play the clip now so you can play along. Um, please play it for us now, please. It is Jubilee weekend. Uh, do you have plans? Uh, anybody got plans for Jubilee weekend? I, uh, I didn't realise it was Jubilee weekend, but when I got here, I got in town uh, a couple days ago and was invited, uh, I guess, to sit next to the Queen um, on the boat. Uh, the Queen on the boat? Uh, we have, a, we have a, a caller on the line who's got a good guess. Let's see if it's right. Who is it? Is it Andy? Is Andy here? Andy in good South morning, Sea. Tom. Andy in South Sea, how are you? Very well, you? Yeah, you know what? I'm good, actually. Thank you for asking. What's South Sea like on, a, on an October morning? Well, this October morning, it's bright and sunny. Oh, Andy, the sun always shines on the righteous, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, they say so, yeah. Mm. I think it's been raining in the night, but it's, but it's nice at the moment. Nice at the moment. Nice at the moment. Good, Andy, good to hear. <laughs> and um, what do you got planned? Anything fun planned today, Andy? Uh, today's a lazy day. We're oh, rehearsing God. tomorrow. A rehearsal? Um, a rehearsal? My wife and I are yes. performing in a Shakespeare play in, in November. We do Much Ado About Nothing. Much Ado About Nothing in November in South Sea. Well, in Hailing Island. Hailing? Oh, my goodness. That's that's where my friend Susie Ruffle is from, if you know Susie. Um, oh, I know Susie. You know Susie? Oh, oh, my goodness, Andy. I feel like this is this is just turning into a just a uh, catch-up with friends. I forget we're on the radio. <laughs> Andy, well, I hope your rehearsal goes well, and what a, what, a wonderful, what a wonderful thing to be doing in November. Now, Andy, you are keen to play Guess the Guest, the greatest game in the world. Yeah. Andy, who, who do you think... Who do you think it is? Well... <clears throat> I'll stick with my first guess, even though I'm pretty sure it's wrong now. Oh, good. Uh, I, think it, <laughs> I thought it was Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston from um, Breaking, Breaking, Bad. Breaking Bad. Oh, well, let's find out. Is that correct? I don't know. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, Andy, it's no, bad. it's not. You break, Breaking Bad, Breaking Worse. Oh, Andy, I'm sorry <laughs> about that. Not Brian Cranston. But, no, worries. Uh, no worries. Thanks for calling in and um, hope the rehearsal goes well and the show goes well in November on Halen Island. Thank you very much. All right, Andy. Take care. Take care. Bye for now. Bye. 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 Thanks, Andy. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Well, unfortunately, Andy wasn't right, but now I've got Victoria in Manchester. Hello, Tom. How are you this morning? I'm very well, thank you, Victoria in Manchester. Or are you Manchester Victoria? I don't know. I am Victoria from Liverpool in Manchester. From Liverpool? more complicated. From Liverpool in (laughs) Manchester. That sounds like no one will have a problem with that. (laughs) Um, I think you've just offended the the entire northwest of England. How do you feel about that, Victoria? (laughs) I'm, I'm okay with that. That's good. You can take. You'll take them on. Where are you? Are, are you? I'll take it on. Where, where are? Where are you? Are you we're on? Drive, we're, we're driving down to Exeter. Actually, of, we're taking our daughter back to mm, university. Mm, of course, because everybody That's listening to this show, week. everybody in, listening yeah. to the show is driving to the southwest. Thank you. Yes, there, there they are going past <laughs> on the way, Devon or Cornwall. Oh, Victoria, <laughs> going to pick up your daughter. That will be exciting, won't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, actually, we're driving her back, so that's even more exciting. We're getting rid of her. We've had her for a week. Oh, so, uh, she's, she's in the back. back now. She's in the back of the car, <laughs> and you're driving her back to yeah, university, getting rid of her. She right. Is. Oh, she doesn't seem. I can't hear any cheering or whooping there. I feel like if she was oh, sad before, on, she's Lily, very sad now. Mm, she sounds really pleased to be involved and and very much enjoying this badinage from her from her mum. Uh, so, <laughs> well done, great everybody. Well, I hope hope it goes well, Millie. Hope it goes well. Being back at Thank uni. you. And uh, no, I was saying that to Millie, not to you, Victoria. I was saying that to Millie actually. Sorry, um, it's very complicated. I'm just focused on the guest. You just you just concentrate on this very complicated game, Victoria. I don't want you to get it wrong. Now, who do you think the guest is in this scenario? Who do you think it is? Well, I was. 
I was very confident, and now I'm also full of self-doubt like mm. Andy, but here goes. Mm. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Is it Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Manchester Victoria. It's not... <laughs> so it's disappointing. Not... Oh, that is disappointing. D- Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who I always want to call <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Hudson. Which is a which would be a strange combination of two performers, wouldn't it? I can't imagine two actors being more different. Um, well, Victoria, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. You haven't got. Never you haven't mind. won. Thank you, Tom. Haven't won that. But um, but have a nice drive down to Exeter, and um, and um, all the best to Millie as well. Thank you so much for calling us. Thanks a lot. Take care, Tom. Cheers, care. Victoria. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 Okay. Now we've got Georgia in Canterbury. Georgia, are you there? Georgia. I am. Hello. Georgia. Hello, Georgia. On my mind. Um, midnight oh. train to Georgia via Canterbury. Georgia, <laughs> how is Canterbury today? Uh, very, very rainy, actually. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Not, to hear not that. as bright as I was hoping. Uh, why? What have you got on today? What have you got to do? No, absolutely nothing. So actually, mm. I guess maybe it's a good thing that the uh, the rain is outside. I'm uh, currently painting. Oh. Uh, I've just painted a chair. Oh, a what, fabric on... chair. Oh, you're you're paint. What are you painting it like with watercolor with all the oils, or are you painting it like physically on the chair, putting the paint physically on the chair? Physically on the chair. Yeah, I acquired this chair and I decided to sort of do it up. You acquired so, um... the chair. What does that mean? Does that mean you stole it, Georgia? Does no. That... I got it for free. I got it for free. I got it for free. Oh, you got it for free. I see. I see. And you've painted it. No stealing. No. (laughs) But you were so grateful to be given it that you thought, I know what this chair could do with being painted. Um, Yes. Is that, will the paint stay on? Oh, I hope so. That's the, um, that's the plan. But but what I can tell you, when, when you played Guess the Guest and I thought, oh, I know who this is. I ran around my room excited with my socks on and I've, I've tried paint all over my carpet. Well... So I kind of hope it comes out, so, but not maybe on the chair. So soft, being, painting soft furnishings is very much the theme of your day, Georgia, isn't it? it yes, that and marking. That, that will be how my day is going to be uh, today, yes. And mark your teacher then, or, or, you am, just, yes. or are you just very judgmental? <laughs> no. I'm a teacher and as, as per normal I've left it all till the last weekend to do all of the marking Oh, like I didn't know teachers were just like the students I didn't know you were just like the students and you left it to the last minute as well Oh, Yes, some of us, some of us are If only we, both sides realised they could call an amnesty <laughs> and everybody could just do everything on Tuesday Oh, Georgia, but I do feel bad about you running around in your socks, treading paint all over the house. What colour? What colour is the paint? Tell us that. Oh, it's bright blue. Of on course. A, on a neutral carpet. So, Bli- yeah, but about bright- as bad as it could get, really. Oh well, no, it might look like a might look like the floor of a Weatherspoons. <laughs> By the time you're finished, you know, they have quite patterned carpets, don't they? Um, so, Georgia, we're, sorry, I, dig- I I get caught up in the chat, don't I? I'm sorry, everybody. We just want to play. It's a tangent. I, we I, do it. I get caught on tangents all the time. I could be a maths teacher, I tell you. Um, so, um, Georgia, we're playing Guess the Guest. Who on earth do you think it was? Uh, I think it was John Ham. Well, let's see if you're correct. <gasps> yes! Yay! Oh, finally, finally, we got there. John Ham. Oh, the, what? Well, what a what a sandwich he'd make. John Ham. Now, um, do you like John Ham? You fan of him? Oh my goodness, he's just so handsome, isn't he? Is he your? He's your type, is he? Oh, most definitely. Is most he you... definitely, especially in Mad Men in uh, the suit. In yeah, that nails it. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, Prince enjoyed it as well. Did you hear Prince enjoyed that very oh, much? The Prince yeah, 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 Prince, Prince. What, what do you think of John Ham, Prince? Oh goodness me! Really likes him, doesn't he? Oh, that's made my morning. Well, well, hopefully it distracts you from the uh, disastrous time you've had with your own home. So, um, but the, um, but Georgia, Georgia, I can tell you, you've won, and you've won the Graham Norton with Waitrose gift box, which does not include Graham Norton, but it does include a brilliant branded reusable hot drinks cup. That's nice, Ooh. isn't it? And also a fantastic collection of Waitrose goodies, including Waitrose Brut Champagne, number one salted caramel truffles, number one dark chocolate and ginger florentines, number one chocolate dipped shortbread, Dutchy organic raspberry jam, and some number one aged balsamic vinegar of Modena, Modena, Moderna, Modena, Modena. Thank you for being a teacher. What do you teach, Georgia? History. Oh, well, don't you... ask me anything historical. It's half term, so. I, I, oh, so you put it on. My you brain put... closes down. Oh, f- okay, fine, fine. Okay, I won't ask you anything <laughs> historical. Fine. Um, well, okay. that's that's what you'll be that's what you'll be getting. Are you excited? Oh, I'm very excited. I'm also wondering if I might be able to trade it for potentially a new carpet. 
Oh, Sorry, yes. Being the pipeline. <laughs> well, finally, yes, you'll have something to trade. You won't have to rely on everything being for free all the time, Georgia. But um, yes, if you do get the gift box, though, remember, try not to paint that. It doesn't need yes, painting. No. You just enjoy it. All right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank oh. you very much. Well, Georgia, it's been lovely to chat to you. And thank you so much for playing Guess the Guest. Thank you. Have, have a, a great weekend. Day. Thank you. You too. Cheers. Bye. 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 The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. You can taste when it's Waitrose. Virgin Radio. Now I'm delighted to be joined by my next guest. Beverly Knight is the queen of British soul and has enjoyed the success of several top ten albums, including, of course, the platinum-selling voice, the best of Beverly Knight. Beverly, thank you for coming to join me. It's an absolute pleasure. How are you? I'm great, you know. I've been having a lovely time. Good. I like uh, I like doing this show because I get to meet interesting people and look out the window and try a bit of food. It's a lovely, lovely gig. Fabulous. Oh, well, that's all right then, no. <laughs> How have you been? You had a good week? Good. Oh, I've had a brilliant week, to be fair. Mm. Really, really good week. Um, working hard and then had a couple of days off. Oh. Me and my husband oh. went off to celebrate his birthday. Oh, that sounds nice. Did you go anywhere nice? Yeah, we went to Bristol. Well, we went to... Um, Chew Valley Lake, which is just oh. outside of Bristol, and we stayed yes. in a converted truck, and it was amazing. Oh, that's the sort of thing I see people do on social media, and mm-hmm. I always think I'd like to do that, oh, but yeah. never get organised to do it. Was it relaxing? It was relaxing. We just kind of went a bit off-grid, no phones, no Wi-Fi, oh. no anything, and... Um, yeah. Just enjoyed nature and, you know... Lovely. Took the dog for a walk. It was brilliant. Good for you. Really, really brilliant. And I'm a city girl, so I was a bit like, oh, I don't know about this. (laughs) And then... When we got there, I was like, Just, oh, yeah, this is relax. great, actually. Yeah, yeah we yeah. all need that. And I think time away from phones, always a good thing. Really good thing. And Beverly, I know you've been busy because <laughs> you are about to, you're about to start your run in this fabulous new show called yes. The Drifter's Girl. Yes. Tell us about it. The Drifter's Girl is the story of a woman called Faye Treadwell. Yes. Faerine Treadwell. And she um, managed The Drifter's um, took up the reins after her husband, who was their original manager, passed away in 1967. She took up the reins and made them a global phenomenon. Wow. And it was completely unheard of because, A, she was a woman, and this is the 60s, yeah. and B, she was a woman of colour, right. and yeah. this was the 60s yeah. in, a, in an era where she wasn't even a first-class citizen in her own country. Yeah. So... It, she she was remarkable. Wow. No one had heard of a you know a female music manager. Just hadn't happened before. But she just did it and thought I'm going to do it. And uh, absolutely extraordinary yeah. woman and an extraordinary story. Yeah, how inspiring. Yeah. And so, what drew you to to it? Were you kind of were you approached about it, or was it something? You- well, the the producers of the show, Michael Harrison, David mm. Ian, um, Michael approached me and, and said, look, I've got this project. I'm not going to do a Geordie accent. He's a Geordie. God <laughs> bless him. I'm not going to do it because every Geordie will be phoning up going, really, Beverly? Um, but he, he asked if I would you know, be up for doing something which was entirely brand new. He said he'd created the role with me in mind, which was so, I can't even tell you how flattered I was. Yeah, of course. And I thought, well, yeah, I'd love to. So I did my my research on Faye Treadwell, and I'm a music woman. Yeah. But I didn't know much about her because there wasn't even a wiki page about her or anything. Well, I was going to say, it's like so many people in in history who don't get enough of a mention, who are actually the people who, you know, orchestrate straight change you do so Absolutely. much and what what an amazing person she she was to do yeah that. yeah she she really was and you know it's just the way history has gone how they treat people who are from mm. you know like women people of color etc yeah. but we're getting a chance to tell her story and of yes. course we've got the glorious music of the drifters which most people i would say know for sure um so we're, we're telling it's not just her story it's through the prism of her eyes but the story of how the drifters kind of 
came and yeah. went and came right. and, and came, went. Yeah, and then had a huge success in, in the UK, didn't they, in the 70s, Massive was it? Massive success yeah. in, in the UK yeah. in the 70s, which is where I kind of got familiar with them. And, um, right. you know, my dad was a massive fan, so he'd sing Save the Last Dance for Me around the house and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, the gorgeous songs, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, beautiful think, songs. Am I right in saying that the Drifters, uh, I think particularly the original group, were yeah. inspired a lot by gospel singing That's and singing right. in church and, and that, that, that rich history of, of that yes. community, like supporting that that whole type of music that we grew to love yeah. in, you know you know in later years but ama- amazing training ground must have been for those oh completely uh, they um the, the original lead singer of the drifters Clyde McFatter Clyde he, that's what I was um, thinking of extraordinary voice you listen to well the older people are going to be nodding uh. along now you listen to like Jackie Wilson and yeah. those kind of singers and then trace it all the way down to Stevie Wonder that high yes. tenor voice came from Clyde McFatter, you know? Is that right? And he, in turn, got it all from singing in in vocal groups from church. So it's that line, that lineage that just keeps getting passed down and passed down and passed down. You know, that you can it? hear yeah. right to, to this yeah. day. And, and Clyde McFadden, am I right in thinking he was quite extraordinary because he negotiated his own contract? He was Because a lot of the time the drifters mm. weren't paid very much. Like, there's all nope. these stories <laughs> of these musicians in the 50s and 60s especially, but yeah. you know it continues, I'm sure, but yeah. you know, being paid hardly anything, even though these massive stars. Absolutely right, absolutely right. And um, yeah, he, he had enough nows to kind of have a... Uh, a share in yes. the Drifters. Yes. And then what happened was later on, Faye Treadwell, when Clyde left the group, bought out that share and oh. then formed Drifters Incorporated so wow. that she could have control of How? the quality output and, of course, so the, she, the financials and everything. She did all of that? She did all of that. Isn't that... When you think back then, that must have been so... Unheard of. Yeah, extraordinary. Gosh. But what we think of today as intellectual property, and we don't yeah. even think too much about it, it's, yeah. it's a thing that exists. Yeah. Back then... Who yeah. knew about that? Who was doing that? Yeah, yeah but good she for the, did. Good for her. <laughs> She's amazing. Wow. And it, her daughter's been involved in, in the creation of it. Is that right? Yeah, in, yeah. The show. Tina Treadwell, oh, yeah. who I flew over to LA to did meet so I could do some research because I'm a oh. bit of a nerd. If I'm going to take something on, I want to know everything as much as I can. So oh, met Tina. It's a nice It's a nice reason to go over, isn't it? To California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to do research for the show. Go to LA. <laughs> oh, God, my arm's been twisted up my back. I suppose I'm going to have to go. <laughs> Loved it. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, the apple didn't fall far from the tree <laughs> with, with Tina Treadwell. She's now oh. an um, entertainment manager herself. Oh. Um, so I, I got to get a sense of the steel of what Faye Treadwell and George Treadwell, her dad, must have been like just by yeah. being around her and how she kind of operates. She's oh. a formidable woman, my oh, God. Good. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I, I like people like that, actually, yeah. myself. And we're just talking about inspirations, actually. Yes. And we were just talking about Sam Cooke because there's a, a documentary on Sam Cooke that mm-hmm. Ricky Wilson has made for Virgin that's going out tomorrow night at 10. But um, he, was a, he was a hero of yours, is that right? Absolutely. The first recorded voice I ever heard really? and listened to really? was that of Sam Cook. I, as a kid, I knew him as a gospel singer. <laughs> sure. Um, I didn't appreciate the pop, um, soul, stroke pop yeah. career until I was a lot older because my mum and dad, being proper Christians and coming from this whole lineage of oh, yeah, ministers and, um, you know, all of that and yeah. gospel singing, I only ever heard his gospel recordings. So oh. I grew up hearing him sing, Jesus gave <laughs> me water, touched the hem of his garment. Right. And I'd listen as this little three-year-old yeah. You know, on, on a Sunday, oh. Sunday dinner's being cooked. We've oh. come back from church. Mom's put oh. Sam Cook on. Lovely. And it'd yeah. be my job to lay the table. <laughs> and I wouldn't be laying any table. I'm in the front room watching the vinyl go round and round and round, just, and round, just standing, staring at this vinyl with this yeah. voice yeah, what hitting an me. Amazing voice. I, mean, I loved him. Amazing. Like, at the time, he was basically second only to Elvis. And yeah. he wrote his own songs. Like, he was right. the, the father of soul, really. Absolutely. He wrote his own own songs, owned the publishing and yeah. then went off and formed his own record label and then went off and formed his own publishing label Smart. and then tried to sign the Beatles. He was way ahead. Wow. Oh, I, I didn't mean, know that. He, yeah. He's involved in the Beatles. He... He heard them sing and was like, these guys are on fire. Tried to get them, of course, didn't work, you know, oh, parlophone, sure. all the rest of it. But yeah. And then they became 
the gods of music, but Sam yeah. was way ahead of the curve, Ooh. way ahead of the curve. He was amazing. Oh, mate. Then, I mean, what extra- what an extraordinary influence to have. But, I mean, you are, one, <laughs> if not the greatest soul singer in the UK. Oh, but bless you. you've Thank made you. the trans... But you've changed over to doing West End shows as well. You, yeah. You know, how do you find that difference? I mean, I love it. I did theatre. I was involved in theatre since I was about five. Okay. So, you know, school productions and oh, that. Yeah, and same. then joining the Wolverhampton... You Theatre, <laughs> have to big up Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton always gets a shout out. Because, you know, it, it helped to inform the way I then went on stage and performed as as just me, you yeah. know. Um, and so I, I've always loved theatre. So coming back to theatre, albeit in this, you know, way more professional kind of guys in, in the West End, has yeah. been a joy, an absolute joy, because it's just another form of expression and, and yeah. sending messages and mm. edifying mm. people and lifting them up and oh, yeah. you know I I mean I love it I, I know you know exactly well, how that I feels do, well I don't know You've about, been if there. I've ever edified anybody <laughs> to be honest Beverly but I try I try <laughs> oh you do I've, I've never oh, been asked to be in a musical I don't know why but um, <laughs> I'm available but the <laughs> do you like it do you like being in a show with obviously you've got other people on stage with you to Absolutely. tell the story with is that that must be a nice feeling I guess you know I know what it's like as a stand up when you stand there on your own all the time mm. it's nice to be on stage with other people oh it's it's glorious it's absolutely glorious and in this show I must mention in the Drifters Girl yeah. um, the maximum amount of people on stage six of us myself um, Adam Bernard Matt Henry Toshwano Go Maud Taryn Callender who play the Drifters and every other character really multiple role playing these guys are beyond talented and gorgeous as well I love them and then there's a a a young girl um Savannah uh Dara uh Amari and Arabelle any one of those four girls because it's you're very good on the names you're very good on the names I'm good I'm trying (laughs) they play Tina Treadwell Faye and George's daughter so it's it's six of us at any one time on the stage. Oh wow! And it's hard work. Hard work, we, right? It's hard Just when work. It's got a small cast like but that. But we 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 support each other through the whole piece. Oh yeah. And that multiple role playing that the lads do just mm. makes the show magical. So one oh, minute you've got. Bruce Forsyth, you've got Arma Ertigan <laughs> really? and Jerry Wexler from Atlantic Records. Then you've got a waitress and then you've got... And that's how they are, it. as well as the playing magic. all the different drifters yeah. um, oh. who come and go in that. Oh, and then there's I mean, me kitchen. in the middle. <laughs> no, you're holding it all together. I, I hold you it all together with my character. Whale of a time. Oh, it's I just extraordinary. It's, oh, extra- oh, wonderful. Really wonderful. And great to be out in theatres, isn't it? I mean, no oh, time more than now that we really appreciate it. the magic of being in a theatre. Absolutely. Seeing those, the wonderful performers we have, like yourself, but the whole group there sounds like they're all doing such brilliant things. Oh, it's magic, isn't it? It's so it is. And we're all COVID safe and we're all very mindful of that. Good. So, Good you know, hear. people shouldn't be scared to come into a theatre environment because, yeah. believe you me, no one wants the show to, no. to come down. We don't want that curtain to fall. No. So we're keeping ourselves well and safe. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Oh, well, and the, right. So the Drifters Girl is starting the West, their West End run this Thursday at that's the Garrick right. Theatre and tickets are available at nymaxtheatres.com. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Great. Well, I wish you all the very best for the forthcoming run. It's going to be a huge hit. I know it. Oh, and, I'm so excited. Um, Beverly, <laughs> bring out an album, please. It's been oh, I'm, I'm going to be working on music. Oh. While once once this show is up and running properly, I'll be in the studio oh, okay. working on new music. Oh, don't worry about that. I'll Fine. never ever abandon music. We just we just <laughs> want to check. Just wanted to make sure. That's great. Well, we'll look forward to that and can't wait to see the show. Beverly, thank you. Like, thank you so much for being here. My absolute pleasure. See you soon. Oh, what fun. I was back on Sunday and Colleen Nolan gave us an insight into her new memoir, Live, Laugh, Love, Lessons I've Learned. We'll hear from her in just a tick. But before that, here's Maria to solve some more of your dilemmas in Graham's Guide. <laughs> For it is I sitting in the studio opposite you. You look surprisingly dry. Uh, well, it's inside. We're inside, know, aren't but we? It, but you were outside and it is not dry. I know. It's been some time, though, since I've been oh, outside. Oh, okay. Okay, so you were damp when you arrived. Well, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I was very damp. Oh, uh, because you came in on your bicycle? Yes, I did. Very yes, good. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, nobody made you come in on your bicycle, Graham. 
people at Virgin made me come in. I'm sure they'd have got you a car, even though it's only five minutes away. No, that did make me think. I, as I was cycling instead, I was like, "Oh, isn't it a lovely short cycle?" You know, yes, this is awful. Thank but goodness, because yeah. I'm soaking wet. Yeah, this Graham, is awful. Not yes. I have had a very busy week. I've been out, out. I think people say that now, don't they? I've been out, out, as opposed to going out. Yeah. If you've gone out to a thing. I don't know. Yeah. It seems to be the, the saying du jour. Um, I went to, I do recall a few weeks ago, I was ordering online <laughs> some tea towels for my friend's 60th birthday. I know, it sounds like a hoot, right? Yes, I do remember. I believe that's the episode we've uh, using for uh, all the awards. That's that's the one we've clipped up. And Very we're, we're, good. Ho- we're hoping for all well, the, the gongs. the party was nigh and it was tea towels aplenty. She now has 14,000 of them. Was that all she asked for? Well, because I think she wanted to not make people pay money really and so she thought that she needed them and thought that was a good idea and was hoping for many amusing ones and that didn't really happen quite so much uh, <laughs> yeah the joke isn't so funny now her house is just full, full of, tea, of towels. tea towels i think she'll be having a tea towel party so happy 60th to sarah howell and the gang some of whom i haven't seen for a long long time um we were talking about the 90s and the 80s and people were talking about you know drugs and sex and drugs and rock and roll and people went around saying what they were on these days and there was a lot of thyroid pills and some <laughs> insulin <laughs> and something for brittle bones. It was a little depressing. But there you are. And then last night, Graham, oh, drama, I was judging at the Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am Halloween party. Oh, yes, I didn't get to that. Fancy dress. I know I you were know. invited and yeah. everything. Yeah. Wayne Shires was furious. <laughs> um, that's it's at the Fountain on Queens. Um, I, I thought, oh, I cycled down. Not far. Had a wig on because I was in costume, obviously. Wig, a dress, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Poured with rain, suddenly, not rider error, I'm hastening to add, it was the back wheel just slipped out on a storm drain. Anyway, I landed akimbo, everything went everywhere. Two lovely good Samaritans who are called Emma and Ash from Tenterton. Hooray for them! They touched me so much because they picked me up, had a look at my injuries. You know, when I was on stage with blood, it was real, by the way, on my knees. Um, and um, People just thought, what a lovely Halloween costume. What a lovely Halloween. She's really gone to the, all that effort. She's method. She's method. She's actually fallen off her bike. And then they walked me up to the venue and stayed there. And it was lovely. And so we judged the competition. And in third place, it was the twins from The Shining... Always popular. Always very, very good. Marked down for trainers, though, one of them. And second place, Lee Bowery. Always very good. Well, that's ambitious. No, and it was spectacular. And in first place, a very, very lovely chap who'd come as Norma Desmond from Sunset Boulevard. That's... Uh... I mean, effortful. People had made an effort. It yeah. was a very thrilling night. And thank you to Coco Canal, who hosted the entire event. Is that a, a, a real drag queen? Yeah. All right. No, because it's the name of the drag queen in Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Is it? Yeah. That's odd. That I they wonder if Coco Canal knows that. <laughs> well, I don't know. She should really watch that film. I mean, Coco Canal has been Coco Canal for many, 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 many years. Well, but, no, now I think it's not a lot. It's Coco Chanel in Jamie. OK, well, that's different, Graham. Do you see? Okay. There's Ooh. an extra letter. How has your week been? Now, all right. I better uh, go and get my letters then. You better get your letters, yeah, yes. Yeah. We've got two to, to read out. <laughs> Virgin Radio. Do you want a problem? Because oh, I have one. I'd love one. Here we go. Dear Graham and Maria, please help me. I have a huge crush on my best friend's boyfriend. They've been together for three years now, but we've only been getting to know each other properly within the last year or so. Say what? I'd never consciously make it obvious that I fancy him, obviously, and I know nothing could ever happen between us as I love my best friend far too much. Hmm. I pushed it to the back of my mind as a fleeting, misplaced crush, but the other night he seemed really flirty with me when we hung out as a group, and when my friend had gone to the bar, it got really weird with him saying that he couldn't see why I was single and paying me loads of attention and compliments to the point where it got uncomfortable. He then went totally back to normal when my friend was back. It's all got a bit confusing and there's no way I want to make a move at all. Mm, Yeah. But do I mention it to my friend? I don't want to seem like I'm trying to affect their relationship, so maybe I should just ignore it. But I also don't want to encourage him. And that is from Ella in Cobham. Um, I don't want to encourage him, reads, I do want to encourage him. (laughs) Ella in Cobham, (laughs) listen to me when I tell you, back off, lady, there's nothing to see here. Because 
you know, I do think you protest too much in your letter. You have a huge crush. You've only got to know each other. You're not getting to know him. He's your boyfriend's... He's your friend's boyfriend. So there's nothing going on. He was just chatting to you. You have blown it up out of all proportion. And if he was just chatting to you, then he will leave your friend shortly. But make it not you. That would be what I would say to you. Ella and Cobham and don't hang out with them quite so much go out and find your own lovely person to have a crush on that is legit and someone who is available I think there's something very appealing about unavailable folk and yeah. people like Ella possibly and Cobham I'm not being too harsh I hope um, <laughs> often, Brace yourself, Ella. <laughs> often find themselves drawn to unavailability because there's a sort of safety about it uh, but then create fantasies and start to believe they're real Graham what do you think? Have you had this ever happen to you? Well, all I'd say to Ella, yes, of course, we've all, you know, kind of gone, oh, you know, what a shame, they're lovely. Yeah. You know, so, but, well. but you know you can't. And here's the thing, Ella, how often how you meet people is how they leave you. So, you know, one day you'll be at the bar and he'll be chatting to someone and then back to normal when you get back with your drinks. I mean, why, why, why would you be attracted to this guy who's clearly a piece of work? I know, but I don't actually even believe that. I think his friend went, his girlfriend went off to the bar and you were there. And so he goes, well, you know, how are you? You look great tonight. And uh, beats me why you're not single. I'm, <laughs> I'm suggesting, no, I'm suggesting it was more innocent than that. Beats me why you're not single. You know, you've got gorgeous this, gorgeous personality. He was trying to big you up because he's fed up of you hanging around with them. <laughs> yeah. And he'd like you to go yeah. off and find your own boyfriend. Yeah. Would someone go out with her, please? Um, I just think, Ella, look, when you're looking for a partner, maybe cast your net a little wider than, than your your best friend's boyfriend. Yeah. It, you know, I just, it's like office romances. Really, you don't... Look beyond the photocopier if you're trying to find someone to date. You know, Ella... I think that should be the title of your book, Look Beyond, Beyond the Photocopier. <gasps> I like mm, that, Graham. Number five. Uh, Ella, <laughs> Ella, I just get on the apps, get on the apps and distract yourself. Because, you know, we are shallow creatures and there's just you're obviously got a bit of an emotional void in you and you're stupidly using this man to fill it. No, get on the apps, be, distract yourself with some faces of men you don't know and who don't know your best friend and date them. Yeah, or ask your best friend's boyfriend if he's got any more at home like him. Isn't that a terrible thing to say? Oh, that's creepy. Maybe he's got friends. Maybe he can bring somebody and you can get as a force. No, but you don't want to know the guy no, who knows I don't. this guy. I don't, I no. don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, that this, was wrong. This guy, this guy, don't listen to that. This guy's a wrong one. Well, I don't know. Is he or has she just made it all up? No, well, no, I don't think she's made it all up. No, but I think she's exaggerated it out of want. She wants him to fancy her. Of course she does. But she says she's never going to do anything about it. But if he shows her any interest, uh, she'd be there like a shot. Graham. I know. If she'd the, be there like a shot, a bat the, out of hell. If the friend had been ordering Guinness, uh, <laughs> they'd be married by now. Uh, so just, just thank God she was just ordering lager. Uh, Ella from Cobham, uh, wind your neck in, I think is what we're yeah, saying. Yeah. And and I, I get it, but distract yourself with other men. Distract yourself with strangers and other men and, and leave this alone. I, I don't think this relationship's long for this world, but uh, but you shouldn't be the reason why it ends. I, no, my, because you'll yeah. lose your friend and boys come and go, but best friends. I mean, I'm, I'm even doubting she's the best friend. <laughs> Yeah, soon you'll be totally alone, Ella. Uh, <laughs> no, your best friend will stick with you. Happy but, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, but, happy Halloween. <laughs> Ghosts of friendship past. This is your responses to Graham's guide. And you know, sometimes, you know, I give away uh, things to my favourite bits of advice. And sometimes you think, just something sounds so delicious, it stops you in your track. I have sort of forgotten all about Graham's Guide when I read what the best advice is getting. It is getting, waiters and partners, number one, blood orange sherbet and chocolate ice cream sticks. It's blood orange sherbet with a dark chocolate ice cream centre covered in dark chocolate. How delicious does that sound? I mean, that sounds absolutely gorgeous. Anyway, let's focus... <laughs> Best, my favourite advice is getting uh, some of those. Uh, it's a pack. I don't know how many are in the pack. But anyway, you get them. Uh, right, here's the advice. Oh, here we go. Bunty and Cheadle has spoken. This will be firm but fair. Ella, stop it. Just stop it. 
Trust me, this will not end well and you'll lose this friend and probably probably others. And the same will possibly stay with you forever, uh, which is more than an idiot will. Well, there you go. Bunty's told her. I'm not quite sure I understood all of it. But uh, but basically, I think that the, the, the gist of it's correct. Stop it. No, it will not end well. Uh, Ewan Brighton says, I think the point of Ella's question has been missed. She's asking whether she should tell her friend that her boyfriend's been hitting on her. Well, we said no to that. That was a very quick... That was, that was the easiest bit of the letter, was a no. Steve, if there are no third parties that get hurt, then maybe it is a case of love. Oh, Steve. Steve, you fool. Uh, I, I really don't think love's involved here. In, for anyone. Well, maybe the best friend's in love with them, but I think that's about it. Uh, Yetta in Wiltshire. As, Gr- as Groucho Marx said, when a man marries his mistress, he creates a vacancy. Very good. Well said. Groucho Marx should be doing this feature. Uh, i tell you what, Yetta in Wiltshire is going to get the blood orange sherbet and chocolate ice cream sticks. They are on their way to you. Graham's Guide. Um... Right, I'm going to read you. I didn't know what I was going to do there. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I will no now. No idea why I'm here. My pumpkin recipe is. Um, <laughs> oh no, that's oh, Martha. <laughs> My name is Maria, and I've got the. Problems. My new book is called. <laughs> Look beyond the photocopier <laughs> by Graham Norton. Okay, here we are. Second problem. <clears throat> Dear Graham and Maria, for years my partner and I have been discussing moving abroad and how much we'd love to do it. Before the pandemic, we decided that we'd love to move to the north of Spain and started researching and planning. But then obviously we got forced to a halt. After a few months, we stopped discussing it as much because we wanted to wait until there was a level of certainty in going abroad. So I left it until a couple of weeks ago to bring it up again. Much to my surprise, she's only turned around and told me she doesn't want to do it at all! Exclamation mark. I completely respect her right to change her mind, but I'm absolutely gutted. I can't force her to go, but it's something I'm really set on doing and now I feel completely stuck. What do I do? And that is from Bill in Norfolk. Well, Bill in Norfolk, not only have we had the pandemic, which has scuppered many of our plans, but we've also had a thing called Brexit, which means that if you do go to Spade, Bill in Norfolk, which maybe your partner is aware of, you won't have any health care anymore. You have to come back to the NHS. Um, You'll only be able to stay 90 days at a time and no freedom of movement. You'll have to queue, queue, queue Barney McGrew to get in and out of the country. So maybe you need to rethink where you're going to perhaps relocate and you know there's some other research that needs to go on because if she doesn't want to go and she's your partner of many years you cannot make her this is this is surely not a deal breaker you don't want to go to Spain on your own do you Bill in Norfolk I mean the thing is Chat about it. Yes. Find out what the pros and the cons are. And there are quite a lot of cons now because of the B word, as I mentioned. But then there are also, if you want to go for 90 days, it'd be lovely. You don't need to move there, I'm thinking. It sounds to me like Bill and his partner are a bit older. So perhaps they've got more freedom and can pop over to Spain for 90 days, then come back and then go somewhere else. What do you think, Well, it's Graham? odd, isn't it? You know, after uh, the partner turned around and said, oh, by the way, I'm, don't, I'm not moving, uh, did Bill just nod and go, oh, or did he ask her, did he ask why? I mean, it's sort of, there must be a reason. Has she, I mean, has she just gone off the idea? Yeah, it's one of those things that when he says, anyway, um, you know, when I thought when we were in Spain, oh, I'm not going to Spain now. No, I've gone off it. Gone off the whole idea. And what does he do then? Does he just go, oh... Okay, I, I, I'll be out in my man shed. I feel that is what's happened. <laughs> and then he thought, I know what I'll do. I'll write to Gray and Maria. Maria. They'll know what to do. I think it's kind of unfair. It, like, it would be unfair of you to now move there. But I think it's sort of unfair of her to unilaterally make this decision when it was a decision you made together. You decided yes. together you are going to go to North Spain. And now she, without any consultation, just gone, no. So I think, say to her, look, I don't, you know, say I don't think that's fair. And what Maria was suggesting there, I think, go for, go for three months. I mean, I think if you move there, there are, um, 
I think there are some reciprocal agreements with Spain and Portugal and and uh, the what, UK to, to stay there longer. Longer and yeah. and you can get. Uh, I think there's health things. But also, things, a three that. month stretch would be good. No, exactly. To find out if you wanted yes, to be there. That's what I'm there. saying. I'm saying just people go for, up sticks and go, yeah. and then it doesn't turn out the way they wanted. It may to. not be the thing you thought it was going to be. Um, so go for three months and see if you like it. And you know, if you fall in love with it, then. You make make all the arrangements to move there, and if you don't, so that's the way around. You know, saying okay, well, all right, I understand that you've gone off the whole idea, but why don't we have an extended holiday and just have a little travel around to see if there's any places that take our interest? Yeah. Or oh, do you know what? Oh, what, Graham? What? What's just a? Do you know what you do? Because you you'll be thinking that would cost us some money. What you do is you apply to one of those programmes on the television. The, uh, a, place a Place in the, in the, the Sun. A Place in the Sun. A Place, a place in, the in the Sun or whatever they're called. Or, there's loads of them. Loads of them. So, uh, Bill, get the old Radio Times out. Uh, circle all the programmes that have A Place In in the title and uh, apply to them all. And someone will whisk you away to the north of Spain and, you know, show you houses and things. and That you have no intention of buying. Yeah, but that's all At right. At least on location, 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 people buy houses. Occasionally. Places and they never do. Well, Amanda Lamb... I've never watched it, Graham. Amanda Lamb doesn't mind. <laughs> no, she doesn't She still mind. gets to wear a nice dress and walk down the beach. <laughs> but as a viewer, I find it infuriating. <laughs> no, but also, the houses are very, very nice that she shows them. I feel is that because it's abroad, Graham? No, I feel like Amanda <laughs> doesn't put the work in. Oh! I feel like she just picks up the local evening paper and goes, circles three. This looks nice. <laughs> and goes, see them, I'll, I'll be eating some paella. Yeah. Wanna? This hasn't got many stairs, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be eating paella. <laughs> yeah, it's near the sea. <laughs> if you've got advice for Bill in Norfolk, and I feel for Bill in Norfolk. I do too. Because that's a... I, I mean, his wife has just been a bit too categorical. I mean, normally, <laughs> wives do get their own way, let's say that. But you can be a little more subtle about it. You can go, oh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that. But let's get that wedding over with first that's in two years' time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. And you with your criminal record, Bill, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bill, we're sorry, we don't mean that. No, I, but I do think there is a compromise. There is a middle ground to be found. and Somewhere in the channel. That'd be nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go with Bay of Biscay. Uh, all right, Bill, let's see if the listeners can help you. Uh, my favourite advice will be getting those delicious sounding waiters and partners number one blood orange sherbet and chocolate ice cream sticks. <sighs> Ooh, I could do with one. Uh, right, Mark in Portsmouth. I feel sorry for Bill and his partner. How about a compromise and a move to somewhere closer? What, to Norfolk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, Ipswich. Nice, yeah. Lovely change, as good as the rest. Lynn is in the world. Why not go and stay for the 90 days to try it out temporarily? That's what myself and Maria are saying. Like, you know, you don't have to, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. You just, you know, have a, have a little have a little go. Have a little go and, you know, maybe it'll be Bill going, actually, this is a terrible idea. Let's go, let's go back to Norfolk. You don't know. Danielle is in West Sussex. Why don't you try getting a motorhome? Well, this is a left-field bit of advice. Then you will have the freedom to try other areas of Europe as well. This would give you more choice and freedom to travel and stay where you please, even if it is only for 90 days. Then people might get a bit bored of seeing a, <laughs> a lovely motorhome parked there for 90 days. Is it still there? Yeah, there's weeds growing up under it. Uh, well, that, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Motorhome, good idea, yeah. Terry from Camps, go on a holiday with your partner to Spain or rent for a couple of months. You may hate it. True. Uh, Belina, consider a two or three month work from anywhere post where you'll both be supported like GoRemoteWorld.com. Now, I don't know what that is. Uh, so if you go there, I take no responsibility. There could be nudes or anything. But uh, whatever, that, I don't know what that thing is, but it's something to do with a work from anywhere post. Um, so yes, you could do that. Um, I t- Do you know what? Because I, we, we, no one thought of it, uh, let's give the delicious blood orange sherbet and chocolate ice cream sticks to Danielle in West Sussex for her motor home a suggestion. The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. You can taste when it's Waitrose. Virgin Radio. Now, my first guest, because she's been a loose woman for 20 years, it's easy to forget that she also had an enormously successful music career and is a best-selling author. Her latest book is Live, Laugh, Love, Lessons I've Learned. Colleen Nolan joins us now. Hello, Colleen. (laughs) Hello, Graham. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I'm fine, thank you. I don't know why you make me laugh as soon as I hear your voice. (laughs) 
<laughs> but uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for t- uh, giving up your time on a on a Sunday. That's very good of you. Oh, to, it's to... a pleasure. I'm absolutely thrilled to be on your show. Well, listen. Here's the thing. Your book. You are. Quite, you go to such lengths to kind of go. I know. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. But here's here's what I know. But you have. I mean, this all this advice comes from your life experience. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd never comment on something that I hadn't experienced. I'd never give advice on something I hadn't experienced. Um, so, yeah, it was just, you know, because I'm the agony aunt for the mirror and stuff like that, um, a lot of the letters I get, I could relate to. And, and I don't have time to tell them how I relate to them when I'm answering their problems, but I thought it'd be good to put it all down in the book. And I wanted it to be as if they were sitting having a cup of tea with me. I wanted it to come across like that and with this one I'm really pleased that I think it does. No it really does it is like you're chatting it's like a very yeah. long one-sided phone call. <laughs> yes it really is which is me really you never get a word in. <laughs> and when you, when the people write to you in the mirror so you you yeah. kind of group the letters uh, yeah. or the problems into main topics so what are the main yeah. topics? Um, what the uh, in the mirror in, in the, the mirror, mirror and in the book. I mean, how how have you kind of grouped well, the things I've that covered, bother people? Yeah, well, obviously um, things like divorce, um, you know, ch- children being pr- pregnancy, then childbirth, and you know, bringing kids up, um, uh, grief, because obviously you know, with my sister burning and everything, I I know what that's about. Um, Everything really, marriage, relationships. I don't think there's anything I haven't covered, to be honest. And tell me this, because, you know, lots of people go through things, but because mm. you've been famous since you were about mm. nine years old, you were the baby Nolan. Mm. Um, so you've done everything in the public eye. You know, you've fallen in love, you've got divorced, yeah. you know, put on weight, lost weight, the bereavement. Mm. How much harder is all of that, doing it in the public eye? Or is it nice having support from people? <laughs> Well, here's the thing, I, I and I always have um, a problem with this, with celebrities, actually, because we love being in the public eye when it suits us and it's great and it's lovely, but it is hard to be in the public eye when things are going wrong, you know, um, especially if the relationship is splitting up. And But I just feel that, you know, if you're going to give them all the good stuff and they're living their life with you or you're living your life through them, then you have to give them the bad stuff as well. And it, of course it's hard. You know, it's really hard, but I'm on a, you know, especially with loose women, it's a, it's a topical base show and I have been through my life for 20 years. That audience has been through, you know, two marriages, uh, been through everything, kids, the lot. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and also with me, Graham, the problem is, is that I would love to self-edit. I would honestly love to just shut up sometimes, (laughs) but I honestly can't. If someone asks me a question, I have to answer it. (laughs) And and honestly, the amount of times I've come off loose women and gone home and nobody's talking to me is astounding. <laughs> oh, I mean, are you? Do you leave, as you walk out of the studio? You're thinking, oh no. Yeah. Well, the the <laughs> thing with me is, I don't just I don't even acknowledge it till I either, you know, now with social media, get bombarded with whatever, or oh. I get home and the kids just look at me like, why would you show that picture? Why would you tell them that happened? <laughs> but you know, I that's what I do. I can't help it. Uh, but the good thing is we find you in a very happy place at the moment. Things are going yes. well in your life. Yes, they are. Um, I was obviously... Um, what's lovely is that since my second marriage broke up, me and Ray are still, you know, best friends now. Um, really, really close. But we're just so much in a happier place. You know, I've got a lovely new house and... I'd been single really for about three or four years um, and now I'm back dating again, which, you know, at 56, never in my wildest dreams did I think that would happen or actually at some point wanted it to happen. But there you go. <laughs> and now how does it work? Because you, you live in the country, don't you? <laughs> I live in Cheshire, yeah. Yeah. So when you're and on... I've when you're so on, many animals. Yeah, but when you're on the Tinder, what's the radius? I mean, how far, how far away are these men? <laughs> Well, that was the problem. I mean, I spoke to some and they'd be, you know, 300 miles away. And I was like, no, that's never going to work. <laughs> Not that um, keen. <laughs> so, yeah, I just did it so it was in a radius of where I live, really. OK. And and there's yeah. been some success along the way. There has been. I've been on some lovely dates along the way. And now I've been seeing someone for nearly four months now. 
Hello. And it's lovely. I'm going really well. Yeah. Oh, good. 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 Congratulations. Yeah. And are you Thank keep? You. And are you? Are you trying to filter yourself and keep that a bit private and special? I've been trying to. I mean, obviously, you you've know, just told I us. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> just told you. But I'm trying to keep as much of it as possible, just private for now. You know, I would like to enjoy something private for a little while. Um, but yeah, I don't mind saying I've met someone, but I'm just not ready to reveal anything. Okay, for no, his I, sake I, as well, because he, you know, he's a normal guy, and coming into our world is crazy. Yes, yes. Tell me this, Colleen. Um, when you get the letters at the at the mirror, mm. what are the hardest problems? What are the problems that you kind of think, oh, I, I really, you know what? I, I don't know the answer to this. Yeah, some of them can be. Some of them can be really hard. A lot of them are. Um, I mean, obviously, if they're addiction related, yeah, you know, I I have to just put you know a lot of numbers in that they, you know professionals that they can call and get help with. I would never give someone advice on anything like that. But a lot of the relationship ones, you know, I get them sometimes, and I think I sit there for twenty minutes thinking, I I don't know, <laughs> honestly, yeah. I don't know what to say because <clears throat> it also makes you feel humble actually because you read some of these letters and think i don't know why i moan about anything because that is a bad life like a tragic life i'm so with and, you and yeah it's hard. you know it's it's hard when, and then it puts everything that you've been worried about you know into perspective and i just give you know my best advice and what i can give them but like i said i would never actually tell them to go and do something or that's not my place i'm not qualified enough to do that it's just for me it's like Talking to a friend that you've never met, he'll give you, uh, you know, advice because they're not emotionally involved. And I think that's what counselling, I always suggest counselling because I think that's what counselling is about. You know, someone that can just give you logical advice because there's no emotion involved. It was interesting how you, you'd had therapy, but then you did that teletherapy and that was kind of yeah. what really broke through. That really broke through. She was brilliant, actually. Um yeah, it was really funny because I was kind of battling with her, um, you know, every time I went to see her. She'd say things and I'd be like, no, you don't like being told, do you? And I was like, no, that's not true. And then on the last <laughs> session, she literally said to me, just one question before we finish. And I said, what's that? And she said, are you happy? And I burst out crying and it came out of nowhere. And I, and I think it's because not only had no one ever asked me that, I'd never asked myself that. I was so busy making sure the kids were happy or Ray was happy or as long as everyone was happy, I was happy. But I never asked myself if I was happy. And that really woke me up where I thought, actually, no, I'm not. And I guess that was the moment that I realised me and Ray had maybe just come to an end, you know. Um, so it really, it was, it was great. And that's why I'm, I'm a big believer in it, really. Yeah. And I mean, the good thing about, uh, you know, reading your book is it will start people kind of asking themselves those sorts of questions, won't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, because I don't think we do enough. I think we're so busy making, like I said, making sure everyone else is happy that people very rarely look at themselves yeah. or look at maybe why they're not happy. You're making that person happy, but that person isn't making you happy. So where's the fairness in that, you know? Um now you so feel like yeah, a lot. You I feel like a lot of relationships operate on on that on that basis. <laughs> well, I think you know relationships are give and take, aren't they? We all compromise and we all do things that you know they might want a night out that isn't your cup of tea. But you know what? You'll do it because it makes them happy. But if that's not reciprocated down the line or years down the line, then that's when it becomes a problem. And that's kind of what was happening with me, really. Yeah, so Cathy Burke says that about relationships. Relationships are about compromise, but why am I making mm. all the compromises? All the compromise. <laughs> it's so true. That, that was me. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what was happening. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, before you go, you're, you and your sisters, you're doing another uh, one of your TV specials, aren't you? Like yeah, cruising on, with, uh, at home with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on Quest Red on a Wednesday at um, nine o'clock. And it's um, kind of, it's near the end of the series actually now. But oh, we'll see. it'll be. Still got one more. Like it'll be on Wednesday. demand. It'll be on demand. <laughs> it'll be yeah. on demand. Yeah. It will. Yeah, I've loved doing that. We've had the best time. 
All right, we'll let you go back. Thank you so much. For All right, Colleen, to me. lovely I'm to talk to you. Such a fan of you. Oh, and say. you, yeah. and you, lady, uh, Colleen <laughs> Nolan. Uh, life, love, <laughs> live, laugh, love. Life Lessons love. I've learned is out in our back now. Thank you so much. Enjoy your Sunday. Thank you. Bye. 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 Quite the weekend, eh? Let's see what show chef Martha Collison got up to in the kitchen to make use of all those pumpkins lying around. Ding, ding, the trolley's parked up. Beautiful, beautiful parking job, can I just say, Martha? Oh, very much. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, very nicely done. So, uh, lots of pumpkins today. Now, but this isn't about, um, you know, a glut of pumpkins in the world. It's about not throwing away the inside of the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you're one of those people that has carved out this afternoon for literally for carving your pumpkin, <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> some recipes. <laughs> well, Very good. Thank you. I'm getting I'm getting okay in this now. It's been a couple of months. I'm in. Um, no, if you are carving your pumpkin this afternoon and you're looking for some ideas to use all that flesh because when you carve a pumpkin, you take so much of it out. Yes. And it's very tempting just to stick it all in the bin. It gets a bit stringy and sticky and you think, oh, I just can't be bothered to do anything with that. But it's all edible and you can do loads of things with it you can make it into cakes sweet things soups but i've got two slightly more creative well more mealy kind of recipes today a mealy recipe yeah mealy okay <laughs> so uh what what have you made for us so we've got a kale pumpkin and halloumi tray bake i'm in so this is like a kind of a vegetarian dinner you'd have it with some couscous or something like that mm-hmm. and then i've taken half of the roasted pumpkin and onions from the tray bake and made it into these breakfast pumpkin patties with a bit of chipotle and some fried egg avocado so more of a breakfasty dish for the next day if you're not sick of pumpkin yet <laughs> wow you've you've worked hard here um so basically so you make the tray bake yes and then you can take some of it out and then make the other bit. Yeah, absolutely. But it's already roasted, so it kind of makes sense. If you've got a whole pumpkin to roast, do it all in one go and then work out ways of using that roasted pumpkin in other dishes a bit later on in the week. That's okay. Are, these, are both of these your recipes? They are not. These are Waitrose recipes in the weekend paper this week, I believe. Or maybe in the magazine. One of the two. Pick One up of both. the two. Pick up yeah, both. <laughs> you know, and you can get them on the Instagram. I'll tell you how in a moment. Uh, right, I'm going to uh, guzzle these down and then we'll find out the how-to bit of the, uh, the recipes uh, for the pumpkin kale and halloumi tray bake and the chipotle. Chipotle? Chipotle? Yeah, let's go with that. It's one of those ones which everyone saw. It's like yeah. uh, chorizo. Or it's all those ones yeah. where everyone has a different way of It's saying. like some people go to Chile, some people go to Chile. Yeah. Chile, <laughs> I'm going to Chile. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, chipotle, uh, pumpkin patties with eggs and avocado. All right, knives and forks at the ready. Here we go. You know, I'm just reading some of these stats about food waste. Mm. They are shocking, It is. They? With pumpkins, it's absolutely shocking. Yeah, but also like 920,000 bananas are thrown away every day. Oh, my goodness. In, That's surprising. Yeah. Says, but you think people are all on the banana bread hype. Yeah. So it's... Every day, every day, 20 million slices of bread are thrown away. Uh, if we stop that, if we ate those, uh, it would have the same impact as planting 5.3 million trees. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's... So you're saving the world with your pumpkin dishes. I mean, you are. I think it's something like <laughs> nine or eight or nine million pumpkins are just thrown away around Halloween every year. Well, I like to think I've helped the planet by, by <laughs> shoveling them down my gob. Uh, why don't we start with the tray bake, because that's the first bit you do. Yeah, of course. So you take your pumpkin. I'm, I feel like it's worth noting that this is not a, oh, my jack-o'-lantern has been outside for three days. I'm going to go and get the flesh. <laughs> I'll just scrape off this wax from the candle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just going to see if there's any left. It's not that kind of thing. So if your pumpkin is a little bit old, I would suggest either buying a new one. There's plenty left in supermarkets this time of year that people don't know what to do with, so it's actually a really good time to buy a whole pumpkin mm. just for the purpose of eating it um, but you want to take a pumpkin take the skin off it um, or if you've scooped it out of your pumpkin it won't have skin on it anyway pop it into a tin with some red onion it's got some cumin seeds some smoked paprika and a bit of olive oil it goes into bake for 20 minutes until it's nice and soft and then when it comes out you add in little chunks of halloumi cheese but you could use feta or something else salty if you would rather but yeah. halloumi works really nicely here because it gets a little bit golden um, and then some kale so kale goes into a separate dish with some garlic and then you want to just uh, bake that until it's a little bit crispy um, and it absorbs that lovely garlicky flavour then you toss them all together before you serve a bit of lemon juice and there's also some capers so it's a nice balance of salty things and sweet pumpkin and crispy kale yeah no it's really satisfying you feel like you had a dinner I mean it's proper Mm. lovely big big flavours talk us through so before you put in the halloumi presumably you take out a bit of the 
uh, pumpkin and onion. Yes, so take it out, or you can put the halloumi in and then just after it's been baked a bit, scoop the rest out yeah, pick, and pick out around yeah. the cheese. Um, yeah, then to make the little patties, you can either put you can put your kind of roasted uh, pumpkin into the fridge for a while and do it the next day or in the next couple of days, but you want to chop it up nice and finely and it gets mixed together with a can of sweet corn, um, some flour, an egg and some nice spices, some chipotle flakes and things like that, a bit of lime, um, and then it just gets fried in these little patties, a bit like pancakes, savoury pancakes essentially. Um, and then you want to serve that with an egg. Um, I've actually roasted some of the pumpkin seeds as well, which is another little tip. <laughs> do, all I would say is do that, ladies and gentlemen, because that was the nice. That really mm. brings it alive. That that pumpkin roast pumpkin seeds, yeah. gorgeous. And they're so easy to do. I think the best way to do it is because they're quite sticky. Put it your all of the pumpkin innards into a big thing of water, and the seeds float up to the top, so you can just kind of scoop them off. <laughs> that was worth the price of admission, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That is such a good idea. Yes. It does work yeah. surprisingly well. Yeah. You don't have any of those stringy bits and it's all a bit easier, a bit cleaner. You just give them a little wash, toss them in some olive oil, then you could do cinnamon and sugar for sweet ones or you could do these kind of pepper and um, salt and a bit of chilli flakes as well. I love being so old and still learning something as simple and useful as that. Pumpkin seeds float. Who <laughs> knew? Yeah. That, Who knew? <laughs> yeah. Who knew? That is great. Both of these recipes, if you uh, were, didn't write it all down, if you want to know more, you can go to our Instagram account at Virgin Radio UK and tap away at things there and eventually you will be led to the rest. Are they there now? Are they up in a while? Up in a while, maybe? We don't know. Anyway, keep... Oh, they're there now. They're there now. You can tap away now and uh, you could have that for your dinner and then for your breakfast tomorrow. Well done. Uh, I will talk to you uh, next week. Yes. Uh, what are we doing? Sweet or savoury next weekend? We don't know yet. Ooh, it's I'm too actually, soon. I think it's too soon. I'll do a bit it's of research and okay. see what we come up okay. with. Okay. She's got to do some foraging. <laughs> some foraging on the lower shelves in Waitrose and uh, bring us something next weekend. Thank you so much, Martha. Take care. You're very Happy Halloween. What a weekend. Thank you so much for joining me on the Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. I'll be back on Virgin Radio from 9.30 on Saturday morning. And hey, make sure you have subscribed to this podcast so you can hear a new episode of the best bits of the show from Monday morning. Speak soon. The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. You can taste when it's Waitrose. Virgin Radio. 